I'm Allison Katzkowski, otherwise known as The Allison K. I'm a fitness innovator and entrepreneur turned business mentor and retreat master. A client experience is more than just making the sale or the transaction. A client experience is about how it's put together so that clients can receive amazing real transformation. Here you'll hear all about how the industry leaders are creating amazing experiences. I'm always going to give it to you straight because I know your time is valuable. Are you ready? Let's get into the show. Hey everyone, it's Allison Kaskowski. Thank you so much for tuning in to how we're creating the world's best client experiences. So today, I want to get into a subject that I know is probably one that we could talk about for several episodes, honestly. But this is the topic of safety um, or creating a safe space. And if you're in a service-based business, if you're a coach, if you're, your business provides a client container slash experience of some kind, then this is a really important topic. And obviously, there are, it's, there are multi-layers to it. But I believe that there really are key components as to how we can create the most safe space possible for people that work with us uh, so that they can be assured to receive the outcome um, that they want. And, you know, honestly, if I could get on my soapbox for a minute, the coaching industry is really changing quite a bit. There are a lot of people out there promising safety, promising, you know, inclusion, promising being able to deliver on program promises. And then when people get into the programs, they're not. And that's unfortunate. And I really think that the coaching industry, particularly, and the service-based industry is really at a tipping point. And I think that this is an, an area where I think all of us as professionals can agree that we can we can always work to get better at, right? So if you look up safety in the dictionary, for example, the standard definition reads something along the lines of protection from failure, okay? Now, if you look up trust, trust really has more to do with the ability of someone to place a confidence in you. So I like to think of it as a meta skill, almost like a muscle that you're working to strengthen, right? Just like when you go to the gym to work out, you have a goal to strengthen your body. Maybe it's more your upper body or lower body or whatever. So but trust is like a muscle that we must work to strengthen too as professionals. Um, and to me, trust and safety kind of go hand in hand. The more trust you're able to instill in people, the safer space you're going to create uh, for your clients and your customers. And the really more importantly, they're going to feel it too. That's probably the most important thing in here. But in business and in life, you must create an environment that is conducive to um, safety, trust, and belongingness, really. Whether you work with people privately or in a group capacity, whether you do retreats and events or some other type in-person arrangement. Look, this goes for being online as well. This isn't not just for being in person. Although if you know me and you've been following me for a while, you know that we do lots of retreats here at CU Fitness. In fact, it's a, it's a big part of our business model. We love to take our clients to amazing locations to be able to provide them with a really stellar experience. Um, and a lot of that does hinge on, you know, our ability and willingness to create an environment that really allows people to feel safe. They want to feel safe to share. They want to feel safe to get rid of the burdens that they're carrying. 
you know, and things of that nature. So, and look, if you're online, this should be a consideration as well. If you're meeting with people on a screen, even on a phone call, it's the same way. We must always remember that that is our number one, not just our number one goal, but really our responsibility as practitioners, as coaches, business owners, whatever. Okay. So I just want to make that clear that that's really, really key. But how do you really do that? And this is an area that I think really deserves, you know, some conversation around. Um, if you have ideas on how to create safety, if you are wondering how to do that and you would like to chat with me more, please feel free to send me a DM. You can go to my website at www.theallisonk.com and just send me a quick note. Um, or you can write to me at allison at theallisonk.com and just say, hey, I was curious. What did you exactly mean by that? I would love to, you know, see and hear from other business leaders and professionals on what your opinions are on the subject as well. Um, but first and foremost, before I get into, I really have four key pieces here that I believe need to be in place in order to create a safe space for clients, customers, for people that are experiencing our work, for people who are looking to make transformation, or people who are entrusting their care to us. Um, regardless of what the outcome is. When people want to do business with you, there's already a know, like, and trust already there. They may know you. They may have gotten your name from somebody. They may come in as a warm referral. Uh, they may come in as a complete cold call, you know, or website lead or whatever, something through social media. So there's the know, like, and trust isn't always there from the beginning. I, what I find personally is is that safe spaces are created a lot easier when that know, like, and trust is there, okay? And that does not have to be because people know you. But my point is, is that they should know of you and that this is something that you do with your clients and your customers and people who use your services. Um, and this is where social proof comes in, whether it be a testimonial or a review or some way that you have to get feedback from people. Um, this goes a long way with establishing credibility with yourself. And this is something where I feel like the coaching and the service-based industry is sorely lacking right now. There's a lot of ways to do testimonials, but I really think that we have to dig in as professionals and ask ourselves, what are really reliable ways for us to get feedback and a way to ensure to other people that we are who we say we are and that we do take safety seriously? So I just, that's just food for thought for you. But frequently what I find when I talk to other coaches or other people who, you know, when we get into a conversation of how exactly do you provide a safe space for people? I really, it obviously starts with us, right? The buck stops with us. Um, and it really does mean that we have to detach from anything that we might be dealing with as a coach or a business owner. So I think some people refer to that as the concept of being neutral, but you know, it, and you look, we've all been there. Somebody says something that's upsetting to us. If there's a situation that happens that really gives us pause, most of the time, some people like to use the word trigger. Uh, most of the time when that happens and we get a certain reaction to it, some type of negative reaction to it, I think what we have to realize is, is that's triggering something in us. And that's where as business professionals and coaches, we have to kind of check ourselves and say, all right, I got that. but. I'm not going to deal with that in this moment. Right now, my focus is on Susie Jones over here, who has entrusted me with ensuring that she get the results that she's seeking. And it's my responsibility to create a safe space so that she feels free, not just to be who she is, 
but to share openly so that the communication lines stay open. See, most of the time, what I have found in my almost 30-year health and fitness career is that some people come to me and there's a wall up. And that's not because of me or anything that I've done. It's usually because of something that they've already experienced. So my first job out of the gate is to reassure them that they are in a safe space with me. And so what I'd like to do is share with you what I think are four key pieces for how you can do this right from the beginning. And my hope is that you can take some of this information and apply this immediately in your business, regardless of what service you're in, regardless of what niche you're in, regardless of who you serve, because I feel like we can always get better at providing a safe space for people, right? For people that choose to work with us. Um, You know, there's a lot of noise online and in the world today. There's a lot of places where people do feel uncomfortable. In a lot of places, there are people that really aren't communicating with each other. There's a lot of yelling. There's a lot of, my opinion is the most important. There's a lot of, I'm right and you're wrong that's out there. So I feel like we really have an opportunity to kind of step back and say, hmm, you know, what can I do to ensure that when people are in my care, that they feel safe and taken care of? Because when we do that, we're a lot, we're giving people their strength back, right? We're giving people the ability to be able to share openly and un, you know let that wall down and communicate in a more effective way, which almost always leads to better results, right? So here are just four quick thoughts for you. And, you know, I'm going to really encourage you, since we're talking more about client experiences here, I really want to encourage you to listen to the next two or three weeks. I'm going to be doing kind of a mini series on what I think are the key pieces of a client experience. If you haven't had the opportunity yet to listen to my inaugural episode, which was last week, I really want to encourage you to do that. That was a little bit rough, but I really just gave an outline of what I believe a client experience is. And pretty soon I'm going to be interviewing some pretty amazing people that are in the coaching and service-based industries that are already providing client experiences. Because I feel like as coaches and business owners, we have a lot to learn from other people who are working with clients or customers on a near daily basis. This is where we all have an opportunity, I think, to learn and really upskill and how we do what it is that we do. So before I share any of these tips, I just want to offer a quick thought that I want to encourage you anytime you go into, whether it's a private session or a group session or however it is that you deliver your services, to set an intention that you're going to provide the most safe and respectable environment that you can. I just think it helps because with all the noise and the chatter going on today, I think it's easy for us as business leaders and owners to get distracted. And look, I've done it. And uh, I have to remind myself, I have to check myself sometimes if people say things that are a little triggering for me or, you know, set off an alarm bell with me. I think we all need to remember that we're, when we're in the service business, that that's our number one goal is to serve and help other people, right? So it's always, I think, a good rule of thumb and a good mental check to just remind yourself, I'm going to set an intention right now that I'm going to provide the most safest and respectable environment that I possibly can. And then trust yourself that you will know exactly what to do. I just think that's a good belief that you can carry around in your back pocket and remind yourself of, especially when you're having one of those days where it doesn't seem like things are going, you know, as well as they could be. So. 
So, hey, if you're wondering how you can put together an amazing client experience, or maybe you're doing these in your business already and you're thinking about how you can innovate and change, I want to offer you a free gift. Go to my website at www.theallisonk.com forward slash mini hyphen retreat playbook. If you go to the homepage of my website and scroll to the bottom, you can punch your email address in and get it sent directly to your inbox. It's my free gift. This is my five-step process that I use in creating every experience, retreat, and event that I do in my business. And I would love to be able to share it with you absolutely free. Head to my website again, www.theallisonk.com forward slash mini hyphen playbook and grab your copy of that now. All right. So thought number one is obviously it's a big one. It's be present. How often are we meeting with people and our mind wants to go to something on the to-do list that we know we have to get done by the end of the day, right? Or that's really key this week or in the next couple of days that we finish. And look, if you're running a business, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. You're probably trying to do a lot of things. And there are a lot of things that come up that you know can kind of pop into your mind that you know need to be done. And if you're anything like me, every once in a while, you'll have a day where you'll worry about that, right? You'll get a thought and you'll be like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I forgot that. Let me just make sure I write that down. Well, I just want to remind you, part of creating a safe space for people is being present. That means being focused on exactly what's going on in that moment. It doesn't mean for to think about what's happening at the end of the day, the next day, the following day. It means that immediate moment, okay? And this is where I think we have to learn to trust ourselves that we will figure it out, okay? So one of the best ways to do this in creating a safe space, I believe, for people is is nonverbal communication. It's body language. So when you're present, what is it that you do? Are you looking right at somebody when they're sharing? Are you actively listening? Meaning that are you putting the majority of your energy into listening to what they're saying, not just hearing them and not just taking notes and writing things down, right? So what is your nonverbal communication suggesting and what is their nonverbal communication suggesting? It's probably if people are having a hard time with feeling safe in your presence, okay? Most of the time, it's because of a bad experience maybe that they've had, okay? So I always like to take it upon myself to say, I'm going to demonstrate and I'm telling myself this, right? I'm not like speaking it out loud to them. But I'm dem- I'm telling myself, I'm going to demonstrate to them that this is the most safest environment for them in this moment that they could possibly ask for. And so sometimes what that means is kind of sitting back in my chair a little bit if I'm on a screen and just kind of being more relaxed. Um, if I'm with them in person, it's, you know, directly looking at them. It's not rushing them. It's not hurrying them. It's making them feel like you know, that they have everything that they need and that they can deliver on what it is that they want. So a lot of times we sort of have to take the lead on that, right? So I just want to encourage you with your body language and your nonverbal communication as easy as it might be if a notification pops up on your computer or if there's a noise or something to really focus on what's going on in that moment. And that is as much to do with our nonverbal communication as it is with verbally what we say and actively what we're doing, right? So being in present, that's one tip. Tip number two is, and I pretty much already hit on this, is dialing into the habit, the habit of active listening, okay? This is where we want to ask more questions. 
than what than just simply saying, well, this is what I think you should do, or this is all that means, or this is what, you know, what this is what I'm going to tell you right now what you need to do, right? So it really means asking is listening intently and asking better questions. Maybe not more questions, but better questions like tell me more about that. Tell me why you feel like that. Help me understand what's going on with that. Really, that's interesting. Tell me more. So it's really like what I like to do, and I've had to learn to train myself to do this, is in communicating with a client or a group, particularly when we're on retreat, is if somebody says something that's really troubling at first, I might just let it sink in and then say, okay, I hear you. Tell me why that is. So you want to, and it's all about the tone of voice too. And because sometimes I really believe all people want to know is that you hear them, is that you hear them and you understand them. Okay. So I'd love to know what your protocol is for active listening. You know, do you have any tips? Do you have any strategies that work? Please feel free to reach out and um, and let's chat about those. So my my next tip is don't judge. And, you know, this is something that I think if you're a coach or a business owner, obviously we're not going to judge people, right? But it's human nature to do that, especially when a comment is made or something is said or whatever, and we're not completely sure that we're on board with it. You know, our our knee-jerk reaction is just to immediately jump in and say, well, no, that's not true because of this. So I think we want, this is where we want it. This is why setting that intention at the beginning is so key. We want to just sit back and say, and not judge and say, okay, tell me why that is. Because most of the time when people have a visceral reaction to something or when something is coming up for them that really elicits a strong emotion or a feeling or words that are really, you know, just really provoke something in them, it is always about where they are. Okay. And I think as human beings, we're so quick to notice when something like that happens because we want to make it about us. And it's rarely about us, right? But at the same time, we want to show respect for them and honor that that's where they are. But we also want to remind them that we can recognize when we're uncomfortable about something or when something is triggering something unpleasant in us. But that to go down that rabbit hole for an extended period of time is not going to produce anything that we really want. Okay. So I think that my, my, usually my strategy, because this comes up a lot when I'm on retreat with people and people are sharing, you know, stories about their past or they're, they're sharing things as to why they believe they can't get somewhere or why things haven't worked for them. Then, you know, a lot of times my job as a retreat leader is to listen for what's not said. And I can usually tell in the strength of what somebody shares, how powerful that is for them, right? So if there's a lot of emotion or a lot of intensity behind the words, then I'll usually say, okay, I am feeling, I'm sensing that there is a little bit more to this. Can you share, please? Because what I'm doing when I do that is, is I'm honoring them, number one. I'm telling them that I hear them and I understand them too. And three, I'm giving them a chance to explain more so that not only can I understand more, but that I can help them, right? Because like I said, people want to be heard. They want to be heard. They want to be understood more than anything, okay? So we don't want to judge. Instead, we want to listen and ask for more information. Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me what I can do right now to help you with that, right? So 
in spite of the fact that it might be a troubling subject for you, you know, this is where if you're in the business of providing safety for people, it's our job to find out more information if we can, right? We want to really build that trust muscle more, okay? And then my last point here is making people feel welcome, heard, and understood. I, I pretty much alluded to this already, and all of these points are connected, right? But I think making people feel like they're important on their own, but also making them feel like they're a valuable part of a group. This is so important in group programs. This is so important in retreat settings, even live events where there's a lot going on. There's a lot of people talking. There's a lot of people moving around. You wouldn't think that safety in an environment like that is important and it's challenging. Don't get me wrong when it's a large group of people. Okay. But I make it a point as an attendee, or if I'm part of a big event, to, again, set that intention that I'm going to help create a safe space. Because at the end of the day, it is about our energy. It's about the energy that we're putting out. It's about the energy that we're wanting to receive from other people. And it's about the energy that we are using to kind of set the tone, right? And that is everything about where we are. And that's where it is our responsibility. If there are things that are troubling us or bothering us or whatever, that we that has no place and helping to create a safe environment for a client or a customer or somebody who's coming to you for a service, okay? So all four of those things, I think, are so key in providing a safe and respectable environment for creating transformation in a client experience. And I'm going to be talking about this a little bit more because transformation is one of those words that's been thrown around a lot. I'm going to be talking about that in a couple of weeks. But I think there are multi-layers to this. And there are obviously a number of different ways to do this. There are certain activities. There are certain, you know, things that you can do with a group. There are certain, you know, types of conversations that you can have. So, you know, if you have any pearls, if you have anything that has worked for you, if this is a challenging subject for you, I would love for you to reach out and let us have a conversation. Uh, perhaps I could have you on a future show and we could talk about that because this is, I want this to be a space where we can all learn, where we can all develop our trust and confidence muscles more so that we can provide and create amazing client experiences in our business. So that's what I got for you today. If you're not in my Innovate and Grow for Fitness, Health, Wellness, and Coaching Entrepreneurs on Facebook, please come over and join me there. You'll find that link in the show notes. Um, if you're in the coaching industry or the service-based industry, you can come join me there. You know, this is where I, I do weekly Facebook lives. We'd have lots of conversations. This is really an area where I feel like if we're in a service-based business, that we have a lot of room to grow. There are a lot of people out there providing experiences that are really more transactional, which is what really inspired me to make this show more of a focus on the client experience. So that's what I got for you today about safety. I hope it was helpful. I hope you were able to get something out of that and put that into practice in your business. Um, please feel free to reach out to me. If you like, you're welcome to send me a direct message on any of my socials. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.